Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to City Church and City Church Online. If you're joining us, uh, it's so exciting just to have you guys here. I love that part of Christmas right there. And, and one of the things that always gets me with, uh, with Christmas, it's like a snapshot. There's a whole year goes by, but it doesn't seem like a year. Does anybody else but me tend to go, where did it go? Or is it Christmas already? Like, can you believe it? Like, uh, but you take a snapshot of these children, and then next year some of them are going to be teenagers. Yeah. The parents are going, oh, no, don't tell me that. And, uh, you know, they just change so quickly. Everybody does. And, and life just keeps moving on. But it's really good to have a snapshot, to have a, a pause, a selah, as it says uh, in the Bible, just to, just to take a breath and go, wow, what an amazing year, even if you didn't have an amazing year. I'm here, and uh, next year is going to be another year of tests, another year of challenges, another year of trials, and everybody goes, oh, no, I didn't come here to hear about that. Well, it's the truth. It's going to happen, but the good news, it is Christmas. We're celebrating someone that came to save humanity, not to condemn us, not to make it harder on us, but to bring hope and joy to the world. The songs that we sing, and I love them, uh, they really are meaningful and they, they really are true. Well, this morning is number two in a series that we started last week. And if you missed last week, you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, City Church, Sunshine Coast, or on Facebook. And you can catch up. You can hear uh, number one in this two-part series. It's a Christmas message, and the title is Alien Invasion. And last week was Alien Invasion number one. And uh, right now, you are get ready because we are talking Alien Invasion number two, a Christmas message. And if you're new with us, you're probably going, what? have I got myself into? What kind of church is this? Well, just hang on. You'll, you'll get it. Uh, but uh, it is a Christmas story, probably like none you've, never, you've ever heard before. And, and I like that. I, I, I intend this morning to challenge our thinking about Christmas. I intend this morning for us to see behind the scenes, if you will, to see beyond what we normally see when it comes to typically what we would call the Christmas story. I originally had planned on preaching a message called The Reason, uh, cliche reason for the season, and, and just talking at it from that aspect. But I began to see some things that, uh, that really got my eyes open when it comes to Christmas, especially this time of the year. With so much going on in the world and humanity desperate for a solution or a cure for it and people asking uh, the big question, why, 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 why is all this junk going down? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why is all of this happening? And uh, I believe that you'll get a, a, a behind-the-scenes look as to why that's happening and then, more importantly, what am I going to do about that? So if you've joined us for the first time or you're, uh, you're, you're the second time with this series, uh, I really want to say thank you for tuning in. And uh, I, I really believe, I've prayed about this, that you are going to get something amazing out of this message. If you were to ask 
most people, not everybody, but most people, uh, do you believe that there is life on other planets or in other worlds? And you can ask yourself right now, but don't answer. And most people, I would dare say, would, would say, uh, yeah, I believe it's possible. Many would probably say a big, yes, I definitely believe that there is life on other planets, that, there is, that we're not the only ones out here. We are not alone. Science would say yes, because science is spending billions of dollars trying to discover life on other planets and sending out messages uh, just in case there are aliens, if you will. And I remember uh, back in the 60s when uh, man first went to the moon, there was a plaque that, that uh, was on the lunar lander, and I, I find it quite uh, humorous, actually, because uh, the plaque reads like this. It says, uh, we came in peace for all mankind. In case there's an alien that's going to read this, and they're pretty close to Earth, you know, they're getting close when they get to the moon, they see that, and they see the blue planet floating out there. Uh, we came in peace. Don't kill us. Don't harm us. Don't invade us with uh, evil control takeover. We came in peace for all mankind. What I find is humorous about that is it's signed Richard Nixon, President of the United States, uh, who was impeached for criminal activity uh, during uh, that time when, uh, when, when man landed on the moon in the late 60s. The Vietnam War was, was wrapping up, but other wars were going to ensue. Human beings are bu busy killing themselves, and they've got the audacity to say to the alien, Hey, we're peaceful. We came in peace for all mankind. Now, whether science finds life out there on other planets and whether or not they can, uh, uh, can, uh, can get them convinced that you can, if you come to planet Earth, you're not going to get hurt or not, uh, I kind of doubt. I think that we are amongst, if there are other species, I think that we are probably the most dangerous based on our track record. We are so busy killing each other. The, the world at the moment is in such disarray, and we all know that, but we don't like to acknowledge that. Soon after, I, I think it was before that actually, in, uh, well, after, in 1977, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 were launched with golden records uh, on each one of those in a digital format uh, uh, so that the aliens, if they intercepted the Voyagers as they were planning on going to other solar systems in the far reaches uh, of the universe, that they could see what humans were like. So there's a collection of music at the time and art and, and some good history and, and, and quite a selective uh, bit of information to give to the aliens just in case they're out there so that they understand us humans that we are a very, very peaceful species. What a big lie. There is something going down here, and, and the thing that's going down, we looked at it last week, it all started with an invasion. If you were to ask the same people that are looking for life out there that believe there is life on other planets, if you were to tell them, I too believe that there is life in other planets, or if you will, other worlds. I believe there's a world called heaven. I believe that that world has myriads. I don't know how many that is, but it's a lot 
of angelic beings. I believe that those who have gone on before uh, all of us that are living right now, those people that have passed away, I believe that they are there. They are a great cloud of witnesses. They are in a real world, a real place, if you will, not here on earth, called heaven. Yes, I believe there is life in other worlds. I believe that God had a plan when he, when, 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 uh, when Satan invaded earth, it wasn't the end of the game. God actually had a follow-up strategy, and that's what we're celebrating Christmas for right now. You see, there was an angel, recap, and his name was Lucifer. He was uh, the bringer of light. He was uh, an angel in heaven. He led a rebellion. Uh, the Bible teaches that about a third of the angels uh, were cast out of heaven because of this rebellion. He ends up in a garden called Eden. And you know the story, go back to Genesis. And he plants a seed, just a simple seed. In fact, the seed that's so small that you couldn't pick it up on a, uh, uh, with a microscope. And it's a seed of doubt as he spoke to God's creation, the very first of humankind, Adam and Eve. And he planted this doubt and he says, if God, did, did God really say don't, you know, you, you can eat of all these trees, but what about that tree over there? What if? Did God really say? And so with a, with, a, with a seed, something called sin was birthed. Now this sin, again, you can't see it. It's, uh, it's smaller, if you will, than the coronavirus because at least they can see the, uh, this current uh, COVID-19 can be seen. Sin can't be seen, but the devastation of it can. You can't go to a microscope and, and go, oh, there it is. There's the, the sin virus. It is so small, but it is so powerful. It's amazing that something so small could have such a devastating impact on humankind, in fact, on all of the world, so all of creation, the Bible says, groans and travails, waiting for restoration from, from the King of Kings. It is something that was planted a long time ago by aliens from another planet, from, from another world. It was something that, that uh, be it so small, has had lasting, huge, catastrophic consequences through all the millennium and still playing forward today has uh, 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 devastated the world and everything, everything that we know. But God had a strategy, and this is what we're here to celebrate Christmas for. He had an alien invasion number two. And I'm going to give you what uh, an alien is so that you're not too, uh, too shocked about that. But definition of an alien, an alien is a being from another world. Jesus said, I'm not from this world. There are angels. They're not from this world. There are be other beings, seraphim and cherubim and, and uh, archangels. And, uh, you know, there are beings that are in this world right now that are here to minister to those that believe, but they're not from this world. They are aliens from another world. Alien invasion, an invasion simply means an incursion of an army for conquest or plunder. The first one came to take over, to plunder. In fact, the Bible says to steal, kill, and to destroy humanity. These aliens that came there, starting with their leader known as the devil or, or, or Satan, 
Uh, they came to steal, kill, and destroy, and, they, and they're getting away with it in mass. There is mass murder, poverty, all kinds of sadistic things that are going on in this world right now because of that first alien invasion and, and this, this virus called sin, which is rampant in the world. But God had a plan, and his plan was this. It's what we celebrate this Christmas, alien invasion number two, that in the fullness of time, the Bible says that God sent his son, born of a virgin, born of a woman, Virgin Mary, born into this world, that in the fullness of time, he sent his son. What did God send? He sent a seed. God sent his word, the living word, the word clothed in flesh. He sent a word to uh, destroy the works uh, of the devil. The enemy used a word to get the whole destruction thing going, and God's plan was to send his word, his son, embodied in a human body into the world to destroy all of the works that the first invasion devastating the earth had taken place. That's why we're celebrating Christmas. You know, it's amazing because people have human beings I'm talking about on planet Earth, of which we all are, we take a very me-centric view of the world. Back in the 16th century, uh, someone named Copernicus uh, uh, came up with a view that was different than the geocentric view of the world. The geocentric uh, view of the world said this, that Earth is a center of the universe that the whole solar system and everything is, is, is orbiting around a stationary planet called Earth, Copernicus came up with the idea that no, the sun, the heliocentric uh, view of the, of the universe, that the sun is the center, not the Earth. Now, they fought against that, and they were, they, they were called heretics, and a lot of things unfolded, and you can read all about that in, in, in history, but... Human beings still have very much a a geocentric, if you will, a me-centric view of the universe. In fact, when it comes to sin, the, uh, the biggest thing is just to deny that and say that what we believe, that if you believe the account of the garden and you believe about this alien invasion that happened and, and, and Lucifer, Satan the devil came in with his cohorts and is still active today, uh, you know, people go, that's absurd. <laughs> you know, you don't really believe that, do you? Well, yes, I do. If you can believe that there are aliens out there enough to spend billions of dollars science to uh, explore and to try to put messages on spacecraft on the moon and Voyager uh, to go and reach out there, why can't I believe that there really is a virus, if you will, called sin in the world and there's a cause to that and every damnable bad thing that's going on, even to this day, it, it goes back to that seed that was sown in the garden, that original launch of that virus called sin. But God has a solution to that, and that solution is in the fullness of time. He sent another alien, somebody not from this world. He sent his son, somebody outside of the world that doesn't have the sin virus running through his blood to come into this world to become, if you will, a a, a vaccine or an antibody to the problem of sin. God took it himself on the cross. Now, that's Easter, and then, of course, uh, Resurrection Sunday Sunday. 
uh, uh, Easter. That's where God solved the whole problem. He went to the cross, shed his blood for us to eradicate the problem with sin. That so whosoever shall believe shall, shall have eternal life, shall not perish from this virus. Now we struggle with that. An invasion is an incursion of an army for conquest or plunder, like I said. And many millennial ago, this first invasion came in to plunder, to steal, kill, and destroy. But the second invasion is quite different. Why would God do it that way? I find it really interesting as we celebrate Christmas. I think about the power that's available to God. When Jesus was in the garden at Gethsemane and the Romans came to arrest him, his disciples, Peter in particular, pulled his sword out. Not, not going to happen, not on my watch. Cuts a guy's ear off. Jesus takes, puts it back on, heals the guy. Jesus said this. He said, if I wanted to, I could call down legions, 12 legions of angels. A, a, a legion was between four to 6,000 uh, Roman soldiers. It's a term. A legion, it, it would be 70, up to 72,000 angelic beings, Jesus said. At my very word, all I've got to do is say the word, and 72,000 of the most powerful being, one of them of which could destroy the planet. If you go, go back to Sodom and Gomorrah, if you look at what the angels did back then, these, these beings from another planet are so powerful that they could destroy the whole planet. Imagine what 72,000 of them could do. If I were God and I had a plan to take back what the enemy stole, if I was going to launch this invasion, I'd just do it that way. I think about the power of the Roman army, just how much power Rome had. But it all imploded on itself. Because what they didn't count on in the, in the midst of their might of legions of Roman soldiers, which none of them would have, would have compared to even one angel, they imploded from within because of the virus. The virus infected all of humanity, all the soldiers, the leadership, Nero, the Caesars, they all had this virus called sin, which takes a me-centric view. It's all about me. And so the mighty Roman Empire did what, what, uh, what every empire has done. They became so focused on their own power, their own might, they bit into the same virus, the same sin, the same rebellion as what Satan had done. And, and, and they, 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 they decided that they were going to dominate the earth. Pride had entered their heart through the same window that entered back in the garden. But Jesus comes along. God comes along and he sends his seed into the earth, his only son into the earth, not to destroy the planet through angels and might, but to save the planet. How? Through a baby. Through a beautiful, innocent baby. Not just a message we came in peace for all mankind. 
look at us, look at our accomplishments, listen to our songs. Hey, Jude, da-da-da. You know, not, not out there, something going out there on, on spaceships, but he sent a human into the world. His spirit, can, uh, uh, can, this woman conceived by the Holy Spirit outside of the atmosphere of sin. He was able to get innocence into the world as a vaccine to the sin virus to save all of humanity so that in doing the salvation bit, he doesn't have to do the destroying bit, that he doesn't to kill the virus, he doesn't have to kill the host. And so God sends his only son, his precious son, it's why we're celebrating Christmas, this is the second invasion. But this invasion is not a takeover, control, plunder, steal, kill. This invasion is an, is an invasion of, of power to eradicate the very cause of all this devastation that's going on even today. The Christmas story is far from a fairy tale. I laugh at some of the things that you'd laugh at too about shepherds and children's voiceovers and all of that, but I never forget, this is very real. There are people on this planet right now that are suffering severely suffering because of sin. They are suffering because of the consequences of this virus that, that, that started way before there was a COVID-19. They are suffering because people don't believe that this thing exists and they don't believe that, that there is a savior that came to eradicate it and they take and they teach their children and, and they pass it on that this is like a fairy tale and let's just put Santa Claus in there and, and, and Santa Claus when they find out he's make-believe let's just also put Jesus in the same category and so nobody gets the, the, the vaccine to the virus, nobody gets the cure to the virus because they don't believe that he was ever born in a manger, uh, he was never born of a virgin, he was never conceived through the Holy Spirit, that there is no answer, there is no God, there is no sin, there is no consequences therefore to sin. And so through deception, the same strategy way back in the garden, now Satan is continuing to use that, continuing to invade earth with ideologies, with all of his ideas, uh, which God says, there's a solution to it. I give you my word, I send my word, this can be eradicated, but it's up to you. If you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, you are born from above, not of corruptible seed from this earth, but of incorruptible. In other words, it doesn't have the virus. You can be set free from the virus of sin and the consequences of death. You can have eternal life. It's a very powerful message, but what it took was God coming into this earth in the form of a baby. His strategy was my strength, my power is perfected in weakness. I can do this without launching an attack to kill all of humanity. A lot of people are just uh, waiting for God to just come back fire and brimstone and, and, and kill all the evil people. Well, everybody get ready to die because there's nobody without sin, not even the preacher. They're, 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 they're hinged that God somehow is going to launch this ferocious attack and, and, and just kill and wipe out everything and just start all over again. 
Well, there is a second coming. He is coming back. I, I, I do believe that. I, I do get that. I do fully believe in that. But right now, he did come, and he didn't come the way they expected he was going to come. He came in the form of a beautiful, innocent baby to personify love and peace and everything that he preached about, that, that, that the prophets had told about. He came in that form. So in the weakness of a seed... In the weakness of a baby that was dependent upon his mother, God had the chance to drink milk that he created, to eat food that he created, to walk on a planet that he created, that he created perfect and beautiful that sin had ravaged and the first invasion had devastated, to grow up knowing that he was the solution to this and that his destiny was a cross, that his blood was going to take care of this terrible virus, but that whoever believes in him should not perish, but they should have eternal life. I want to read to you one of the great Christmas scriptures that's in Isaiah in chapter 9. Well, before I do that, I'm going to read 1 John 4. Here's the devil's strategy to stop God's invasion, if you will. Dear friends, 1 John 4, go 1 to 6, then we'll go over to Isaiah 9. Dear friends, John writing, do not believe every spirit. See, these spiritual beings are in the earth. There are aliens in the earth. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Here it is. This is Christmas. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. See, there are... This message is fought against so fiercely by the devil to turn what we're celebrating as Christmas, God with us, Emmanuel, into a fairy tale. He hates it. But every spirit does, that does not acknowledge Jesus, every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God, this is the spirit of the Antichrist in which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. And the world listens to them, but we are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. You see, humanity has by and large rejected this message, and like I said, talking about something or someone from another world, that's just crazy, that's absurd, but spend billions of dollars believing in them and searching for them and taking up arms and thinking that society can actually save itself. <laughs> well, it's impossible. It's like saying, well, pull yourselves up by the bootstraps. 
Have you ever tried that? <laughs> doesn't work. It's like saying, you know, go against gravity. Sin is in the world. You can't save yourself. It took somebody from outside of this world, somebody that brought uh, might and power into this world. And his name is Jesus, that a seed so small that started with an alien invasion that God uh, launched a baby invasion, if you will. So not corrupted by sin, Isaiah 9, 6. Listen to this now. Great, great uh, passage read by many over Christmas. And then we're going to close in a moment. But Isaiah, looking forward in time, thousands of years, he says this, for to us a child is born. To us, the son is given. Notice that the child is born, the humanity, but the son is eternal. He's given. He's not born. Notice it doesn't say the son was born. It says, unto us, the child was born. His flesh, 100% human, but the son, 100% God, is given. Why? And the government will be on his shoulders. Oh, don't think that this is lost. Don't think that we lose in the end. Read the end of the book. Somebody says, we win in the end, but we right now have a job to do. And he will be called, not evil, plunderer, steal, kill, and destroy. He will be called wonderful counselor. I could use some of that. Mighty God, in case there's any doubt as to his deity, Everlasting Father, now all doubts gone as to his deity, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. How's it going to happen? The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You see, God's not sitting back there going, oh my, I don't know what we're going to do about this. I don't know. When should we send the army in to destroy the humans? No, God has a plan, and that plan is being executed right now. And that plan includes you asking Jesus into your heart. This is not an invasion, if you will, uh, to destroy. This is by invitation. God says, I'm not going to force my way into your life. I'm not going to kick a door down and invade your heart. You, have, you, will, you will receive me through, not through invasion, but through invitation. That the eternal will come in. The infinite will come in through an infant, through a passive, beautiful baby, not through force, not going to kick the door into human hearts or, or humanity. I will send something so innocent, pure, but yet so helpless and weak. I will send my son in the form of a seed growing into a baby and a child. I will go that way that whoever invites him into their heart, not whoever I invade by power like the other guy, but whoever invites Invites my seed, my son, whoever receives my word shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. And the sin virus has been conquered and done away with through the blood of the precious lamb, the innocent baby growing into an adult and hanging on the cross. You see, you're on a mission. You've got a higher purpose than trying to be happy this Christmas. So many people are losing it right now because they can't find happiness because they're living in a me-centric world. Well, nobody's coming to visit me. Nobody appreciates what I do. Everybody just seems to, you know, turn on me. 
I need to be happy. Well, the world isn't about you. The Christmas story was about him coming to save you for sure. But our job is to turn this thing around and be part of what God has infiltrated into this earth through the power of his son to get on board with that, be ambassadors, be aliens to this world, and to be the solution and bring hope to other people's worlds. And as soon as we turn and shift that, as soon as you're lonely here and you're despondent and depressed and all of that, one good cure other than Prozac or something else, one great cure that you can have is to get your eyes fixed on being part of what God wants to do through his invasion in this world and decide, I decided this a long time ago, go. I am going to tell everybody I can that God is, is launched a plan to save humanity. I am going to bring the gospel, which means good news, into every atmosphere and every place that I enter. I am going to bring, I'm a carrier of the, of the, of the vaccine of sin, to sin. Uh, and so are you, if you've asked Jesus Christ into your heart, you carry the solution to the world's problems. The culprit has been defeated. You carry the solution. You carry the victory and God expects us as ambassadors of his to go out of here and to continue to launch the invasion of love and solution to sin on humanity and to save and to seek and save as many people as we can. I invite you to get on board this Christmas. Amen. I want to stand. If you're here, I'd like you to stand right now. I'm out of time. I'd like our team to come back up. Give them a hand clap as they come. Aren't they great? One of the greatest things that you can do is to step over the line and get this whole Christmas out of the fiction category and into the facts. Yeah, there are aliens on other worlds, and they did invade Earth. But yes, there's so much power in being a believer and being a reconciler to reconcile humanity to God and let, let people know that God's not holding their trespasses against them anymore. That God loves you. That the love of God is so intense and so powerful that love never, ever fails. But you have to believe this. Have you ever read your Bible and actually read it and looked at it and gone, man, like this is some crazy stuff. But it's true. And stepping across that line, I, I remember when I did it, I didn't believe in God or any of this stuff. And, and I read that and I went, wow, like this explains why. All this crazy junk that's going on. But people don't believe it. They, they put it down in fairy tale land, fiction. They have more faith in Voyager and moon landing plaques and stuff like that. Man, come on, church. If you're watching online, I invite you. Come on. Let's pick this up. Let's get this out of fiction and fairy tale. Let's get this into reality because there's a dying and desperate world that needs to know that there is a solution and his name is Jesus. And you carry that with you. Let's get this out.
There's no point in having vaccines in warehouses if it's not going to get out there and get people immune to the virus and save humanity in the natural. We need to get this message out. We need to get it out sooner than later. We need to be desperate out of this because the zeal of God shall accomplish this. I hope that you get some zeal this Christmas. Amen and amen. Let me pray for you. We're out of time. If you're watching online right now, I invite you to be part of this prayer. And everybody that's here, I invite you to be part of this prayer. I invite you to receive, if you will, the vaccine to the sin virus. I invite you right now through this word, through this prayer, to accept Jesus Christ, the answer, the solution, the cure into your heart. And watch what God does. Because you are then going to spread the salvation wherever you go. And people, wherever you go, can be set free. You can be part of the solution, as so many, if not most, of you already are. But I'm going to give you a chance right now. If you'd like to bow your head, just get intimate with God. I'd like to invite you to do what so many of us did and cross over that line and receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul, the scripture says. So right now, if you'd like to repeat this after me, say, dear God, I thank you for loving me so much that you would send your only son into my world to save me. Jesus, I give you my life. Amen. Look, if you're watching online or if you're here, I'd love, I'd love to hear that you gave your heart to the Lord. Um, we would just appreciate you to email us at city-church.net. Um, please do that. Let me know. Uh, I'd love to know that you got saved uh, through our online um, uh, video cast. And uh, I'd also like you to make sure that you follow us. We've got a backlog of messages that I'm sure will help you, encourage you. We did a whole series lasted, I don't know, weeks and weeks called Faith Formation, which I know will bless you and help you get started in the things of God. God bless you guys. Have a great Christmas. Keep spreading the word. Amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.